Bill popped open and pulled out. Can I eat this? He asked. I insist that you do, I replied. Oh, okay. Hi, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bim. It's Bill, not me. (laughs) Okay. Hello, Bim. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, I have uh, a new hairstyle and this uh, wonderful West African braider uh-huh. snatched not just my edges, <laughs> but perhaps also my eyebrows and maybe even my soul. Yeah. But I look cute, so yes, it's worth it. It's cute. It's thanks, cute. I love thanks. it. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Um, I don't know. Okay. I've got a vacation coming that I am both excited about but dreading. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, but I'm I'm going to pack and just zone out and get ready for it. That's the whole point of the vacation. Yeah. You go over there feeling somehow and then you come back feeling just one way. Yeah. And that's good. I'm hoping to get some rest and get rid of these bags under my eyes okay. and like actually get eight hours of sleep one night cool so. i'm gonna not even say one single suggestive thing i hope you have a lovely holiday <laughs> thank come you come back to me refreshed and raring to go <sighs> i'm gonna try my best marvelous uh let's talk about today's show yes i'm very excited because we have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and it is our first guest yes which is very exciting yes. we've been doing this as a two-hander all this time lol I'm- <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I said it because I meant it. But no two hands any longer. <laughs> we have a guest, and our guest is, of course, Nicole Cliff. Ah, oh, two Nicoles, one studio. Yes. Oh, it's the sequel to Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> <laughs> She is a writer, advice columnist, and a fantastic Twitter personality. She is the co-founder of The Toast and is currently one of the columnists for Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting Column. And she's also a thirsty mother of three because motherhood does not stop thirst. Preach it again and again. <laughs> yes. Welcome, Nicole Welcome, Cliff. Nicole. It's so good to be here. You write one of the care and feeding columns on a regular basis. Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, I love it so much. Um, also because I don't like being criticized in any way. Um, <laughs> Who does, really? And anytime I really ream someone out. Which is rare. Like, usually I'm pretty sympathetic to people Mm -hmm. who write in because also, like, it's a vulnerable thing, especially, like, when you're a parent raising a child, to be like, hey, am I doing this right? Like, it's a very, like, vulnerable thing. And if I'm usually very nice to people, but sometimes I need to be like, you are messing up your child. Mm -hmm. And those people never write back. (laughs) Oh, shocking. You know, which I think is, I'm like... Ideally, they took something from that. Right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, But I love doing it. Um, My editor and I rarely disagree. Last week, he had a strong disagreement uh, with me (laughs) over a question. Um, And we went back and forth on it a little bit. And he was like, "Mm, just add a little more. And I did. And then I pulled the, like, I have a vagina. (laughs) Because it was was a menstruation question. Oh, fair enough. And I was like, don't. Don't try it. Yeah, yeah. that's like, fair. Yeah, that's yeah. entirely fair. It was entirely fair. And is he a parent too? Yes. Okay. He's so a I'm great like, parent. Okay. Go so ahead. see, there you go. Lean in, sir. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust mm-hmm. yourself the way you've trusted me. Um, beyond care and feeding, you also have what is known perhaps as the eighth wonder of the world, which is essentially one of the finest Twitter accounts out there, Nicole Cliff. Thank you. <laughs> I am very good at Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, you are. 
Like I, it's not even a case of like this is not a big head. This is just fact. And fact. then what makes it so what makes you so good at Twitter is the fact that you boost other people frequently and you are constantly like sharing other people's thoughts. So we're not just seeing what you think. You're retweeting other people. You're asking people to share their experiences if they feel comfortable, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I am genuinely very interested in other people, mm-hmm. and um, because of that, I find other people's thoughts fascinating, and I genuinely want to hear them. And I think you can tell the difference when people are like, thoughts? Versus like, (laughs) no, I would like to know how other humans have experienced this thing or like what that journey in their life has been like. Yeah, and you can't fake that. You can't. And what I really enjoy is, like I said, like the the natural nosiness that you have. You (laughs) have an interest and you want to put your nose into everything. And I'm like, bless her. She's trying out there just to gather all the information. And I love that. So nosy. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a good thing. Nosiness is good. It's it's what makes us human. Because it's like, you know, I want to know what else is going on. And my the, my followers are so great that, I mean, I can do things like one day I said, please, if you have a celebrity gossip story, drop it in my DMs. I'm going to open them for like half an hour. And there is enough sitting in there that I do think in my will I have to leave <laughs> someone my DMs wow. so that they can share it with the world. I have I have texted you like, okay, can you look through your gossip files and tell me about this person? Because I wanted to check and make sure that they weren't horrible. Mm -hmm. And and Nicole will come back like, nope, he's good. No, it's (laughs) okay. Heard nothing bad. Yeah. Or sometimes like a "Mm." Like yeah. straight, mm, well, no yeah. words just like a very st- let's not do that well Nicole you have this rare gift spotting good things which is why you're here this week to talk with us about a very specific set of uh, kinks mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of tie all your thirst objects together tell us about that Nicole oh so we like if we had to call it something it would be stern men and power femmes like that's just uh-huh. that's just what does it for me I'm a bisexual lady uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so just the way you said that I'm a my sexual lady, it just sounds so delicious. Well, it's funny because so I did the toast as people yes. will know for ages and ages, yes. and um, you know uh, I never, even though our audience would have been so incredibly welcoming of this, like I just didn't talk about it at all. Which I think is right. just like a residual hang-up thing that so many right. people possess because we live in a homophobic culture, right. which is improving, but like is still a thing. Okay, so you identify as a bisexual lady, which is fantastic. I just love that. It's so dainty with it. It's so cute. <laughs> um, and that is why you are here to talk about stern men and power films. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that these were the ideas that did it for you? Oh, like day one. Yeah. I remember, like, the Babar books as a child. Mm. I kind of had this thing for Rataxis, you know, like the mean rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, my God. And nothing has changed from that day onward. Nothing a mean rhino did it for you a first. A mean rhino did it for me right away. And I was like, that guy. What's he like, eh? I wonder what he's like. What's his inner life like? Is he like this in his personal relationships? <laughs> Tell me about your horn. Yes. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so that was your initial mm-hmm. kind of... How did that progress? Hopefully it progressed beyond it that. Okay, tell us more. <laughs> I am no longer interested in rhinoceri. Excellent. As a, like, <laughs> as a species. Okay, good. Um, no. So just, I would say that, and uh, so in high school in particular, um, my friend and I would watch what were in retrospect extremely like 
gay films with very tough ladies in them. Mm. So we're talking like the early Angelina Jolie days, Mm -hmm. um, Gia, Girl Mm. Interrupted, that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But I'm a cheerleader. Like, yeah, right. all those yeah. good things, which and we featured in our live show. Yeah, uh, our very first live show that we did at the Green Space. So go back and find that episode. Uh, Alex Young did a very good job of uh, explaining the, the allure of that film. Yeah. So all that to say, we get you. Yeah. Yes, you get me. Yeah, uh, dropped it gorgeous. Sure. Um, which I appreciated on a different level, yeah. perhaps mm-hmm. than some other people. <laughs> um, and then the X Files like hit real hard oh, on TV. On TV. Mm. Um, and as a Canadian. Sure. You know, um, <laughs> everything is shot in Canada for the X-Files. So it doesn't matter whether they claim they are in Maine or whether they claim they are in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It is always in British Columbia. <laughs> like, exclusively. Like the ocean will be on the wrong side. Like it's just they make no effort. And uh, all the extras on it are like there's a like Ryan Gosling is on an early episode of the X-Files and doesn't even get like a name in the credits oh, like wow. he's just like ritualistically murdered within the first two minutes oh wow so you spot like all of these random Canadians right. but no Gillian Anderson just destroyed me what was it about her that so decimated you so we talk a lot uh, we <laughs> thirst buckets uh, in general talk about you know competency kink yeah. that's a big thing mm-hmm. and Gillian brought like as Scully brought the most, like, of the time, competency kink into it. Yeah. Like, Mulder was just running around into trees, <laughs> saying nonsense, <laughs> yeah. doing silly things. Yeah. Um, she was the one. And obviously, people are sort of, well, like, Scully, are we still six seasons in being like, did a demon really do this? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. fair. But anytime, like, I don't know, that white lab coat, when she would, like, put on her, like, doctor stuff and be yeah. like, remember that I am a doctor yeah. and, like, cut into something, I was just, like, sent. I was sent. <laughs> and um, you would know probably, Bim, mm. but the Welsh band Catatonia mm-hmm. had mm. this. Carries Matthews? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Carries. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had this song, Mulder and Scully. It's a great song. And this girl I was so in love with in my choir made me a mixtape. Oh, wow. Um, because That's she true was love. Like, oh, true yeah, love. true uh, love. I, I don't know if in my life I will ever be in love again as much <laughs> as I was with this incredibly hot woman in my choir who made me the Catatonia mixtape. But the you'll have to put Mulder and Scully into this oh, somehow. Because, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're on it. And also I had a thing for David Duchovny because he's just – it's difficult to be like sex addiction is a problem like it's a real thing (laughs) of course it is but there's always been the idea that something appealing about David Duchovny Mm -hmm. apart from the fact he is a beautiful person physically I think he's very handsome I have such a crush on him such a crush on him it's embarrassing yeah it was debilitating I really like his nose I love his his nose (laughs) nose. is perhaps the best oh my god I'm blushing no no (laughs) my face is so hot right now (laughs) David Duchovny is gorgeous yeah Mm -hmm. um and there's that sort of thing where you're like okay if I ran into David Duchovny in a bar and was just like do you just want to go to the bathroom? He would. Yeah. And that's, oh yes. my God. Yes. I, yes. And that's, <laughs> what a specific line. I know. The bathroom specifically, and he would say yes. He that's, would say yes. I, yes. Love, I love a rich fantasy life. Yeah, sure, no. sure, sure. And like, 
I want him to progress. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if his sex addiction is a problem for him, I want him to like really like just like learn and grow as a human. But mm-hmm. there's always been something nice about the fact that like if I were single and David Duchovny was in a bar, I feel like he would go in the bathroom with me. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Which is not, not the case for everyone. I, I agree. Um, but Jillian Anderson. So from mm. X-Files, did you kind of follow her from, you know, her work and the things that she was doing? And is there anything about her um, as a person as opposed to her characters that like keeps you going, you know, even when she's playing someone who is not a Scully? Oh, absolutely. No. Um, the fall, obviously, mm-hmm. she just like brought her complete A game to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a lot of interesting philanthropic work, which is always great. Yeah. Um, I love that she's always been very forthright about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a great parent. And, like, that's been important to her. I love that she and David are still doing the will-they-won't-they they thing, like, decades yes. later. And we all know they did once. Had to. Like, <laughs> let's just be real. It feels like the correct thing to have done. The yeah. first episode of The X-Files, mm-hmm. which I remember extremely clearly, because my parents went out one night a week to, <laughs> and, like, it was a multi-level marketing scheme they were involved in called Niken. Uh, but they went out one night a week mm-hmm. and the X-Files would be on. Um, and so my little brother and I would watch it and just scare the crap out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. And now I watch horror movies, but at the time it was the most scary I could imagine. Yes, yeah. it really was. It yeah. was the most scary I could imagine. But there's that first episode where she gets like a spider bite. But because she's seen some stuff, she goes into Mulder's motel room and she's like, do I have, like, an alien implant in me? And mm-hmm. he, like, just sort of, like, lifts up her yes. her shirt and looks mm-hmm. for it. I want you to look at something. Come on in. What are they? Mulder, what are they? Mosquito bites. Are you sure? Yeah. I got eaten up a lot myself out Like, there. that was such a... That moment has stayed with me my entire life. What, what I love that you've kind of established with Jillian is that this is a clear case of many things adding to the fireball of thirst. The gestalt. The, <laughs> the gestalt of Jillian. The gestalt. But, like... Ultimately, like the minute you said, oh, she's a good parent. I was like, yeah, that that is thirst inducing in its own way. It is. It's mm-hmm. nice to kind of have like all these things, like layers of thirst built in. And you're like, mm-hmm. all together. Yeah, that was a good choice I made as a teenager. Yeah. I like that. So let's let's segue from Miss mm-hmm. Gillian Anderson to a character on a TV show. Let's um, do so this show is on Netflix. It's currently on its second season. It's called Mindhunter. And the first object therein for you, and I must say also for me, is a, <laughs> a middle-aged man called Bill Tench. Bill <laughs> Tench. <laughs> Let me... So, Woo! Bill! Woo. Um, this will not be, incidentally, the second like piece of media in which I have said like wildly out-of-pocket things about how hot Bill Tench is. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Go uh, for uh, it. Miles Clay for like, uh, Mel Magazine was doing a, like, what is this thing with women being attracted to Bill Tench? And I was like, I will tell you! <laughs> So, you know, he slid in my DMs and he's like, so what's attractive about Bill Tench? And I was like, what isn't attractive about Bill Tench? But no, there are also a lot of other things. Um, No. So uh, Bill Tench is like the daddy to Jonathan Groff's like, you know, more wide eyed 
serial killer profiler. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also very open-minded about new stuff, which is something I like about Bill Tench. Yeah. Because Bill Tench genuinely wants to do a really good job. Mm-hmm. And, like, he is, you know, like, he's an FBI guy. Like, I'm not, ordinarily, I'm not like, oh, oh, great. Like, this is, this is good. This is an era in which the FBI was doing fantastic things. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, there were a lot of serial killers in the 70s, and we needed to be paying someone government dollars to track them down. Right, <laughs> Might right. as well be Bill Tench. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like... I was in it for Bill Tench from the first season where they do, like, the traveling music montage where mm-hmm. it's, like, the two of them, like, just driving from town to town. Yeah. And, like, Bill Tench is the one who can change the tire. Yeah. Bill Tench is the one who can pump the gas. Yeah. Bill Tench is the one who never, like, has to swipe a second time on the subway. Ever. Like, yeah. Ever. 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 His yeah. wrist just knows what it's doing. No. And he wants to be, like, a good husband. But he right. also wants not to bring all his shit home. Yeah. And that's why, like, his failures as a husband are uh-huh. because he needs to find a way to bring some of his shit home, which is genuine, mm-hmm. because she wants to be in a genuine marriage, and mm-hmm. he wants to be in a genuine marriage. And yet. And yet, he just, he can't. Like, what he does is too, like, messed up mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to have, like, a real relationship. Yeah. I think part of the problem when someone asks what's so it about Bill, Bill Tinch is this idea that only the beauty only comes in this one way Mm -hmm. and it has to look like this and it has to act like this. Mm -hmm. And so when people see so many people fawning over a Bill Tench like character, they don't get it because he's got this very, you know, intense military haircut, you know, just on a physical level. Yeah. And then like, he's, you know, clearly an older man who is no longer (laughs) in the prime of his life as far as his body's, you know, physicality. But his body is so tight. Like the actor who plays him holds McCallany. Is actually he? Ex- yes. He's like a proper. He's very, very fit. So again, the physicality of him is not even real. Like it's, right, but he carries himself as this kind of slightly weary former athlete, kind mm-hmm. of like you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, it's exactly right. Like everything that kind of goes into him looks a bit like mm, chin strokey. Like why do I? Yeah, but it's the sum. Exactly. He used to uh, move crates. For a living, like he's played a boxer <laughs> yes. in the past. Yeah. You can you know, see like, that. You yeah. can see it. It's under it. Yeah. Um, but I also like. I like a chunky. Same. I like some chunk. I, yeah. I like some yeah. thick. I and he just he's peak. Yeah. So <laughs> I like that just, pause. That pause, <laughs> and then she settled on the water. And then the K landed. He's peak. <laughs> no, I love all of it. I love when he gets more emotionally impacted by things than Holden does. Yes. You know, even though he's supposed to be the tough guy who's seen it all, done it all. Like, Holden is just like, oh, yeah, tell me about how you, like, did that with your dead mother's head. Yeah. And, you know, Bill is like, I'm going to go get a coffee. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't normal, guys. And he just kind of moonwalks out like, this is too much. This is too much. But what I love, the thing that Nicole, both both my lovely Nicoles have said today (laughs) is, like, this idea of who who Bill Tench is. I think he looks like this 1960s, 1950s, 1960s kind of squarehead military man who mm-hmm. is probably emotionally locked down mm-hmm. and drinks too much, drinks probably. too much, you know, has issues with like the young, long haired 
kids of today and whatnot. Mm. And then Bill upends all your expectations. Instead, he is like this incredibly emotional, as Nicole Cliff has pointed out, an emotional guy who is in touch for the most part, not always, mm -hmm. but is trying at least to access the stuff that he can't be in touch with. He mm -hmm. is someone who is, he has this really fantastic sense of humor. He, he kind of subverts the idea of him being this close-minded, possibly prejudiced person. And he's kind of like, ah, oh, we all got to live on this fucking shit rock. Let's yeah. That is exactly it. And yeah. that, that to me, that subversion of what is expected and what he kind of shows is, it, it's incredibly hot because you're kind of like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh, okay. No, okay. I'm, no, I'm in. Oh, I get that. And it's, he's very confident. Like we've spoken about this before about the way, how, uh, the way a man wears a watch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> A chorus of this. Nicole stereo here. Yeah. <laughs> One Nicole in my left, another Nicole in my right ear. It's all good. But like, I think about Bill Tench putting on his watch in the mornings and like my back just kind yes. of like tightens because I'm just like, a, yeah. You know, you know it's going to be a very sensible watch. One that just does exactly what it needs to do, but it looks so good. Mm -hmm. You know, just, and he's got beefy forearms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He does. Fucking Bill no. Tench, man. Bill, Bill is just, yeah. he is something. He's always more than you think he's going to be. Oof. He's always able to make that extra step. Um, and he's uh, intensely loyal, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But like, I'm just, I'm always fascinated by um, when people on TV shows or in movies and celebrities in real life, I always want to know if people are in real marriages or not. Mm. And by that, I mean like authentic, we are striving not unnecessarily on a daily basis but on a weekly basis to be like more authentically connected to each other mm -hmm. and bill tench and his wife are working on that mm, like yeah. he wants to be with this woman uh he wants to make this woman happy he wants her to understand him and he cannot do that because it she's a very fragile person yeah. in many ways mm -hmm. and if he were to peel back like five percent of his day she would come completely unglued, which we really see in the second season. Yeah. So in the first season of Mindhunter, it is all about Holden Ford um, and learning who he is in his relationships and how he gets to this point where he becomes a profiler. But the second season is definitely all about Bill Tench mm -hmm. and the things that he does uh, in order to, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Nicole, kind of be of the times while using his own experience um, to propel their work forward. And one of the things that stood out to me is in the second episode of the second season where um, Bill and another police officer are talking to a victim who had been shot in the face. Oh, yes. And the victim is this. in the backseat of the car and they have to, and Bill and the other officer have to face forward so that they don't look at him and cause him any discomfort or anything like that. And Bill was so empathetic. Like he had to ask him some terrible questions. He was so gentle. But he was so gentle with it and it was just it just it was just a moving um, scene, and I feel like that is maybe the best scene of yes. the season. Agreed. Um, because I mean, we never see the uh, person in the back seat. I thought oh, that wow. was beautiful mm -hmm. the way it was done. Um, because it there, he'd it been always, shot in the face. There was yeah. scarring too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. There's always this thing, this moment where you think, oh, they're finally going to show what he looks like, but right. they never do. So they kind of leave you on the edge of your seat. So you're anticipating this stuff. And Bill is just, I know this is terrible, but I have to ask you this. And it's okay. You know, and he's I just very soothing to the victim. Um, heard me move because he was on me again. Got me. Blew my teeth out. And then he went back to the cat. 
I could barely stand. The radio was so loud. There was blood everywhere. I looked around, you know, for something to hit him with, but I thought the best chance was to get help. So you ran? <laughs> yeah. It's the best thing you could have done. I could have gone back in there. We'd have lost you both. <laughs> Kevin, thank you. If you think of anything else, any detail. No. I haven't seen the second season and You're that is making it. me really I mean I, I I was so drawn to Bill Tench in the first season mm -hmm. because like you've pointed out both of you he's so loyal he's so clearly about the work he wants to catch these bad guys he mm -hmm. really wants to kind of make a difference mm -hmm. and willing to grow to do so and willing yes. to grow to do so which again the kinkiest king it's the so hot <laughs> like I can, what? I'll, I'll be bigger to do this yes are I you I'm yes. sorry that's how you get me it's yeah. kind of like are you improving yourself bitch like yeah. in front of my salad okay yeah yeah. It's all the and way he's in. he's so um, torn up about his relationship with his son oh, and yeah. how to make that work and how to grow and, you know, how to talk to his son. It's, I mean, it's harrowing to see him, like, struggle with it, but it's also very beautiful to see that, you know, here's this father trying to be the best father he can, mm -hmm. but he doesn't know how. Right. No, he was, Bill was born to be a dad of, like, a kid he could throw a ball in the backyard with. Mm. And that's not the kid you get. Because sometimes you don't get that kid, right, you know, right, right. and and so instead, Bill really does try to meet this kid where he at, he's at, mm -hmm. and he messes it up, and he makes mistakes, and ugh, I mean, you know, uh, Anna Torv, right? Yes. While we're yeah. talking about power films, I yes. mean, oof, Anna Torv. Were you a Fringe fan? I never watched Fringe, and now I plan to watch all oh. of Fringe. <laughs> so listen, if you like Anna Torv in Mindhunter, oh, when you see her in Fringe. Something new and refreshing will be awakened in you. And I look forward to hearing about that. I will tell you everything. I'm, <laughs> my DMs are open. My phone is open. I'm ready to receive. Oh, okay. she's, she's so beautiful. She Her is. suiting is so exquisite. Yeah. Um, I always love when they put these really beautiful people in like allegedly kind of like government issued clothes. And I'm like, lol, that's custom. That's, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not a government suit. Come on. No one looks no. like that in like some cheap suit from no, no, no. This is this is the designer. And then somebody lovingly stitched it onto her body. Come on. <laughs> no, her blouse work is just oh. Oh. her blouse. Work. In fact, her and Jillian have superb <sighs> blouse work. Maybe I have a blouse like thing. <laughs> Maybe I do. See, yeah. lean but, in and lean also into it. And you can tell because there's no gaping exactly yeah. there's no gaping and that's how you know that's the work yeah. of a seamstress on set <laughs> yes every yes. time every yeah. time um so we're gonna segue then um into yet another uh stern person from another tv show also on netflix for the time being anyway it's uh jack robinson from oh. miss fisher's murder mysteries yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like Jack a lot. <laughs> I want to hear I Nicole hear, talk about. Jack. I can hear the smile in your voice. You're like, I, um, hi guys. I, welcome to my channel. I like Jack a lot. <laughs> I have some things to say. <laughs> so no, Nicole, talk um, to us. Tell us about him. I like a man who is trying to stay in control of his passions, mm. and they leak out a little bit. Oh, and yes. Jack 
is so he's losing that battle with Franny Fisher every day, every day, every day when she sits on his desk. And like at one point he's like, um, can you please get off of my desk? Because she sits <laughs> on the edge of his desk while he's in his chair yeah. and she's turned towards him. Her body is turned towards him. So her knees are, you know, towards him and he can see her legs. And, you know, Franny Fisher is always like well dressed and just like impeccable in everything that she wears. So, you know, he can't he can't help but look at her and he he distracts him to the point that he's like you've got to get off my desk you know but of course she ignores him and whatever and he's just so buttoned up and again he's trying to like hold on to the way he was raised and times are changing Mm -hmm. and you know because this is like 1920s or 30s it's the 1920s in melbourne australia yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so he's trying to like you know grow and and Franny Fisher is helping him like move with the times but he's still just like yeah. uh no she's a Mack truck trying yes. to move with the times yes. and he is like I would prefer a bicycle yes. yes like she literally hops into her motor car and you can see him just kind of go, I guess. Like, he's <laughs> he would arrive there. He would arrive in the future anyway. But Franny kind of pushes him to get there even faster. And so he's kind of like holding on to the edge of his seat or his hat. And he's not he's he's not resisting it, but he's resisting it because he's like, all right, it's fine. I'm I'm a modern guy. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. And every so often he throws something into their conversation to let Franny know that. Listen, I know you're the one who's lived all over the world and you know done all this weird stuff, but uh, I'm no slouch either. And every so often Franny will raise an eyebrow and he'll look at her and raise one back. And I'm like, yes, oh, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I love Jack. Like exactly what Nicole said. Mm-hmm. This this idea of a person so locked down and buttoned up, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like that thing about when you when you know someone who always wears their shirt buttoned all the way up and then you see them one time and it's open at the collar yes even just one button even yes. one button and one you're kind button. of like this is the wildest thing I have ever seen yes and that's Jack in a nutshell yes. like he's this guy who his hair is always so gelled and he's wearing the hat <laughs> and he's wearing his overcoat mm-hmm. and his tie even though it's hot listen woo and that, that to me, like every time, the first time I saw Jack kind of like, he does that thing, which I, I called the Bruce Willis smirk because that was, that's mm. what it imprinted on me. Yeah. It was in Moonlighting all those years ago. And it's that thing where the side of your mouth kind of tips up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Jack does it a lot, very indulgently at Friny because yeah. he's kind of like, oh, what's she like? There yeah. she goes again. Yeah. So it's very indulgent. It's a very loving smile. But every so often he'll do it. And I have to like clutch the the arms of my chair like what? <laughs> it's so hot. I I can't yeah. explain it. I can't, oh my god, I'm I'm getting tongue tied. I love Jack Robinson Art so much. Yeah. <laughs> the reviewer thought my performance as the major general was underwhelming. Why don't you let me judge for myself? I can't remember a word of it. Oh, what rot! Once you learn one of those patter songs, it's in there for good. I, I'm more of a Shakespeare man. The stage is all yours. Age cannot wither her, nor custom stale her infinite variety. Other women cloy the appetites they feed, but she makes hungry where most she satisfies. Perhaps a career in the theater beckons after all, Inspector. I think I'll stick to crime. I usually don't read a lot of fan fiction, but the I think, think some of the best fan fiction out there is Jack and Franny mm. fan fiction because we want more so badly, yes. even though it would not be good for us. The right. show gives us the correct amount. It does, yes. It's one of those rare things where the show gets it exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. 
Uh, but sometimes you just you want to see them yeah. go at it. You're so a greedy bastard. You yeah. want it. I needed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like there's an episode where um, obviously someone gets killed and they are doing a radio show. Oh, yeah. And then um, oh, Jack ends that. up, you know, being one of the voices on the show or like doing an ad or something yeah. like that. And his voice is so... <sighs> Smoky and creamy. I don't there know. Like it's just all yeah. It's <laughs> creamy is exactly the word. It's basically it's 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 somebody churning fucking. I I I, I can't. It's yeah. his voice. Um, can you imagine turning on the radio in 1920s Australia and that's the voice? Like, oh. what's great about it also is that it's like this creamy thing on the radio. But mm-hmm. when he's when he's speaking with Franny, usually frustrated because yeah. she's gone in gung ho or whatever, done something ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. Like she's pulled out a pistol and shot right. someone. It's kind of like messed up sake. his crime scene. Right, right. She's <laughs> out there kind of like lifting stuff and picking up evidence. One of the things I really love is the way he goes, Miss Fisher, and it's just. <laughs> It's so hot. I'm like, so the minute he began calling her Friday, I was like, eh, less hot. Miss Fisher is like, it's it's up the get it together, right? And you're like, oh. Yeah. Right. And then she always kind of looks over and she goes, oh, okay, Jack. And the way they have their little their little back and forth, it's, it's so good. And it's partly because she is so effervescent. And in contrast, he is so locked down. And he is again, like, you know, Nicole says, he's kind of like, he's fighting against everything. Yeah. He's like, this is the time of conformity. Yeah. Yes, flappers are flapping, but he's like <laughs> this police officer, like at the end of the world. Right. You know, he's he's heard about these modern things. He's not averse to them. He mm-hmm. just isn't necessarily ready for all of it all mm-hmm. at once. And Fran is like, listen, ain't got time. We're going to die soon. Quick. And she does everything and it's so much for him. Yeah. But you can tell he's also thrilled by it. He's yeah. excited by he's this alive. woman. He's yeah. alive. He's alive. Yeah. And you know, he's also got some weird stuff. Like, you know, he's a divorcee. And he's a, yeah, he's which a divorcee. Which is wild. And- Right, he had like a little some tension with um, this Italian woman that was oh, yes. like on the show for a, like a hot second. Yeah, um, Ooh, so we that get was to a hot, that was I mean, a we couple. see Miss Fisher all the time with all of her, you know, rendezvous and whatever. No, there's always uh, a guy. There's always yeah. a, like a, I have a diaphragm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she does. Like, kind of wakes up the camera like you know birth control, and we're like, birth all right, Franny, all right. <laughs> But it's also good to see that Jack also, you know, has a history, has a past rather, Mm -hmm. and that he knows what he's feeling. So he's not like this virginal person, you know, but he's just trying to like get his life together because he feels bad about being divorced. And that that very much does. Yeah, he feels bad about it. And he's just, um, again, you can tell that he's a soft person like underneath. And I love that too, where the guy is like very stern and, you know, kind of stiff, but then, you know, he melts for the right person. If you could just get him to let go a little bit. Yeah. And I want to be the person that helps him let go. Yes, bitch. Yes. Yes. That is it in a nutshell. (laughs) That's exactly kind of like, oh my God, he's so stern. (laughs) Except for me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's the stuff. Okay. So I am famously known as being a man from uncle obsessive yes um a deep and profound man from uncle obsessive Mm -hmm. um anytime i am on a plane i fly delta because (laughs) that's who my credit card is and i live in a delta hub and they always have the man from uncle so even though i own it on every platform (laughs) you can own it Mm -hmm. like i'm talking i own it on youtube I own it on iTunes. I have it on Google Play. Like I have wow. like I, on the hard drive of my computer, just in wow. case like the apocalypse wow. happens. Um, but I also always watch it on the flight. Um, and uh, Army Hammer uh, plays uh, Ilya Kuryakin 
Yeah. KGB <laughs> agent, right? KGB agent. The top KGB agent. Mm-hmm. Youngest in KGB history. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, who's, like, clearly, like, also trying to restrain, like, he's had some psychotic episodes. Right. It's like, he's a tightly wound dude. Mm. Um, but he's... <laughs> so wow. Yes. I'm sorry. He is six foot five. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm not like a height queen at all. Neither am I. No. And it, yet. I do not care at all. But if you're six foot five, you're a fucking god. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like. Yeah. You don't make the rules. No, I don't. And he's so good looking and his Russian accent is so intermittently bad good. <laughs> yes. Um, what, a, what a qualified compliment. But he's so it. stern. Yeah, and he he's so stern. And then the moments when he melts, like when he is warming his hands up before, like putting them up Alicia Vikander's thighs to reattach, yes. like her, like little, like listening device. Yes, like that scene <laughs> of him rubbing his hands together. I was just like, just do, do shit, do let's, shit. Let's let's play that clip now. I think that's a great plan. <laughs> Your tracker is not sending a signal. You turn it on. I think so. Or do you want to check it? Be my guest. It's it's your tracker. You're the expert. I'll be on the balcony. <sighs> Still cold. I, this is so hot. What are you doing down there? Trying not to get lost. <laughs> You're trembling. That's because I'm scared. It's going to be okay. How do you know? I'll be. I feel really hot for real. Like my wow. face is no, like. No, I know, I know. My eyes sweat. I don't know what that even happened. I didn't know they could do that. Like not tears. Uh, my eyes are sweating. Do you want my fan? <laughs> Just for a second. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. So uh, Henry Cavill, the American, mm-hmm. um, is working for the CIA mm-hmm. um, because he got in trouble stealing things, and they were right. like, "We're buying out your contract. Basically, you have to work for us." Um, and Ilya Kuryakin is the KGB's top guy, mm-hmm. uh, and they have to work together. Because rogue Nazis post World War II are trying to get their hands on like nukes. It doesn't matter. It's right. not important <laughs> yeah. at all. Right. Um, but the, so we know that Henry Cavill is a man of like taste. Like mm-hmm. he makes like a truffle risotto. Like he knows about watches and stuff. Right. But like Ilya, we just know is this like big meaty dude right. who can run real fast. Yes. Like and can stop a car. People, stop a car um, by grabbing the bumper. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that he knows about like women shit yeah. at all. Right. And then there's a scene where um, Alicia Vikander, the very beautiful Alicia Vikander, who is a mechanic in East Berlin, mm-hmm. um, they need to get her dressed up all fancy. So she can go to Rome and see her uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Army walks in and Henry Cavill has been trying to put together an outfit for her. And Henry is like, and then Army is like, oh, no, 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 you do not have this right at all. Yeah. And that clip is just. I didn't know that what I wanted from a man was to know, like, what belt to put on that dress. Yes. Right. But he t- he's so angry. <laughs> he's so angry about, like. Henry Cavill attempting to dress this woman incorrectly, and I think we have to watch it. Yes. 
You try to dress her like someone on your side thinks someone dressed behind the Iron Curtain. She's from behind the Iron Curtain. That doesn't mean she wants to bring it with her. We need two purses, please. And every day in clutch. And grab that belt. I... No. No, not at yours. The Ravan. You can't put a Paco Raban belt on a Batu. She's not going to wear a Batu. What's wrong with a Batu? Nothing. If you're fat, that your goes with a Raban. It won't match. It doesn't have to match. Yeah. <gasps> that it doesn't have That's to match. Like he turns and he looks at Henry Cavill. He wants to like, choke him yes, out. Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> like, how dare you? Why are you matchy matchy? Yes. You come into my house. Into my house. This is the 60s. We are <laughs> exciting. We are experimenting <laughs> with fashion. It is. There's something about his expression all through that movie because this movie, generally speaking, is mostly good. Like, yes. I, I thought it was going to be a bad movie. I went embraced for a bad movie and I was like, oh, I'm having fun. This yeah, is, this is fun. Guy Ritchie yeah. makes very entertaining films. I mean, not always. But this, <laughs> this, this he does really well. And I think part of it is the chemistry between Ami and Henry Cavill. So much. Mm-hmm. It's very homoerotic. It's oh, deeply. Yeah. Deeply. But there's also just like on their own, like usually in a day-to-day circumstance, I would be more drawn to Henry Cavill. Like I, I don't necessarily fancy him, but of the two options, I'm like, That's wild right, to fine. me, but that's fine. No, because I don't really do like light hair, light eyes. I'm not really into, you know, Ami done, you know, generally speaking. But in this movie... The minute Army Hammer kind of like turned up, I was like, well, it's a wrap. Like, this is <laughs> this is it for this, this movie in this circumstance. And then he's everything I like. He's like, he doesn't say many words. He has like, <laughs> you know, he has really good eyebrows. And again, that thing that, you know, you were saying, Nicole, about how a passionate person tamping down their feelings mm-hmm. and trying to be even keeled, trying to appear even keeled because it's like, you know, if I if I let this go, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the way Army kind of embodies that, mm-hmm. where he looks as though there are there are times when his whole face kind of gets a little bit red, and you're like, "Bro, what's gonna happen? Like, you yes. need therapy yes. <laughs> on the one hand, yeah. Like therapy. on the other hand, oh my god, you're trying to hold your feelings inside. That's yes. beautiful. <laughs> Again, that hand warming scene. Um, what I loved, she's standing on the table right. and very he, vulnerable, very vulnerable, about to do something very dangerous. Yes. But she's standing on the table, and even though he's very tall, he she's above him in this in this position, and he looks up at her, and his eyes are thickly lashed. He has surprisingly beautiful eyes. Yes. You know, you forget about his eyes because you're so caught up by the heights the and, and the body. Yeah. yeah, but he has really beautiful eyes, and he looks up at her, and this very. It's not quite submissive, but again, he's just like tender it's vulnerable, with her. Right? Yeah, he's vulnerable as well. And, you know, he tells her, you know, I'll take care of you or whatever. And it's just very, it gets me right where I need it to. I mean, it's just like to have this strong man be beneath me, looking up at me. With like a little awe. Yes. And he's nervous, too, you know, to be touching her in this way. It's just everything that I like <laughs> hits all and, the buttons yes and um because army hammer away from the screen can be uh, a difficult person a little I bit guess. a, a little bit yeah didn't know who ollie north was That's yeah not important but he didn't know who ollie north was so you know um, he's a sweet summer child yeah he um you know he's done some things uh, i guess on twitter or whatever yeah and um so just when you're kind of like Oh, I'm through with him. Mm. 
I too rewatch The Man from Uncle because I own it and I watch it when I'm flying on long flights. Um, I either watch The Man from Uncle, Psycho, or Dirty Dancing to let you know what my range. Those of- are great choices. <laughs> um, and I oh, it's that that hand warming scene that, hand that just always gets me. It's also something about the act is one of care. Like he's trying to make sure that she's not any more uncomfortable than she already is and Mm -hmm. has every right to be. Mm -hmm. And when she kind of flinches when he touches her and she says, it's still cold. He looks at her with what looks like real (gasps) apology in his eyes and he goes, sorry. Yeah. Puppy dog. Just for a a second. Just for a second. And there's something, I I think they both know that she's just not responding to the temperature of his hands. Right. It's kind of more than that. She's terrified. She's going into this, you know, mission that she's not trained for this shit. Right. She's being used as a pawn by these two governments. She's terrified. She's scared. And also, she's quite clearly drawn to this guy. And it is always a shock when your crush touches you in any way not mm-hmm. even necessarily in such a suggestive place mm-hmm. um and again stuff that should be really just kind of like dismissed as secondhand kind of like almost juvenile when he goes you know when she goes what are you doing and he goes trying not to get lost and you're like oh we get it you're close <laughs> to a vagina all right but then but he you, makes it work but he makes it work yeah. and i think that the fact that you make a cheesy line like that work and feel authentic and correct and normal it's just kind of like, Jesus Christ, the skill, man. Like, it turns out you can act, Army. Oh, okay, cool. So, Nicole, you have blessed us with quite the, uh, the, 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 the blueprint. If someone was to go out and look for a stern man slash a power femme, I think this is the, uh, this is the episode that's going to end all their searching. I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than a pleasure to talk all the things with you, starting with uh, Bill Tench, Jack Robinson, Army Hammer and the Man from Uncle, Gillian fucking Anderson. I mean, you've really covered quite a lot of the thirst landscape. Yeah. Are you proud of yourself? We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> and I, I heard you enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, the moments where we just like, <sighs> yes, those were some good moments to I'm, have together. I was very surprised at myself because I feel like you this do is, this a lot, but we yeah, got shook but this, by it. This was like the most uh, sexual sounds I've ever made <laughs> on on air. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do with that, but no, I'm just... proud of you. <laughs> I, I was looking at you. I felt like I felt like you were at the first day of kindergarten. I was I like, mean... oh, that's my baby, and I'm proud of her. <laughs> Look at her go. <laughs> but anyway, Nicole, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank we appreciate you. you. Uh, we're so glad that this was the week that it all worked out. I yes. know. You've been fantastic. Can you tell people our lovely thirst buckets and beyond? Where can they find you and your glorious mind? Absolutely. So I spend most of my time on Twitter. I mean, literally most of my day. Um, <laughs> I am Nicole underscore Cliff with an E on the end. Um, and uh, please read uh, and enjoy Slate's uh, delightful parenting column, Care and Feeding, uh, which is uh, me on Mondays and Fridays. And then I have a wonderful cast of colleagues who do all the other days because what people ultimately want is advice. Right. You can yeah. never go wrong in this industry giving people advice. Right. They and won't take it, but other people enjoy it. And that's that's why it's so good. And you also sometimes uh, appear on Dear Prudence, right? That's true. I and have done I do Dear Prudy live shows and if you are a Slate Plus member, once a week Danny and I do an extremely like messy like live chat mm-hmm. about a given letter that week in which we say all the stuff that you know you would never write in response to this person <laughs> uh-huh. where we're just like, "Oh my god, this 
bitch. <laughs> what the shit? Like, who would let someone treat them like that? This person. Mm. Um, so I do encourage you to uh, explore that. Marvelous. If that is of interest of you. I have had the best time. That's I'm so glad you were here. Right? This has been so much fun. This has been the <laughs> best. You have been better than our, our wildest dreams in terms of who could be our first guest oh. on this run of episodes. So thank you so much. You are a constant delight and a thirsty queen. I'm a bucket. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it was wonderful to be here, ladies. So thank you to Nicole Cliff, who was every thirsty dream and more. I love her so much. She's great. <laughs> She's just unrelentingly great. Um, and now we're going to do a couple of uh, drabbles in our uh, long-standing segment, <laughs> Fanfic Wars. And, uh, you know, we have quite the smorgasbord to pick from this week in terms of our stern men. I know, I know. Um, I think it's no secret that I have chosen Jack from... Um, Miss Fishers. Ugh, I've chosen him too. <laughs> so predictable. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, as you say, what the foof wants, that's, you know. That's very true. That's um, very, very true. Um, I'm excited to hear yours this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean that with no pressure because, you know, it's how much pressure can a person actually hold? It's always pressure. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I, re I, I do my best to re remove that pressure for you. I look forward to hearing what you uh what you've come up with this thirsty week. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let me just get into it. <laughs> That's what he said. <clears throat> I cover his glass with my hand and shake my head at the bartender who moves on to other customers. Jack, I say real softly in his ear, honey, she's gone. He turns blurry eyes to me. I can't tell if they shine with tears or cheap whiskey, a little of column A, a little of column B, maybe. She'll come back, he says unsteadily, leaning into me like a kitten full of milk. Darling, if you really thought that, you'd keep yourself sharp and not be in here, scaring my customers with your vampire eyes and funny voice. You like the way I sound, don't you? Oh, honey, you know I do. I lay a hand against the stubble that burns me in all the right places. <sighs> he leans into my palm. You're better than I deserve, he whispers, eyes clearing. My smile is a little weak as I pull him away from the bar. Come on, baby. Let me help you get rid of that poison running through your veins. Disgusting. I just felt, I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was too much Grantchester uh -huh. and, and, you know, sexy vicar. But uh -huh. I just see, you know, Jack trying to get over Franny mm. and me helping him. Oh, sure. How selfless um, of you. Yeah. You know. She said that like she was the fucking UN. <laughs> I'm going to help him. I'm going to deliver some aid. Is that what you're going to do? And I'm also just like at this point in my dating life, the mm -hmm. last few years, where it seems like I keep getting um, these situationships started Oof. with men who are just coming out of some kind of long term relationship. Mm -hmm. And I have to like mm -hmm. baby them back into society i don't know like it's just and i'm tired of it but you know sometimes i do recognize it can make a good story there you go look at that <laughs> it's all copy she said well that was a lovely lovely travel thank you i was uh i was moved <sighs> fucking jack robinson man. yeah i'm ready to hear what you have to offer today i mean 
I ain't got that much, to be honest. But I'm excited because it's rare when we have a huge selection that we mm. both settle on the same person. This is true. This is true. I love when when we both have a very singular thirst. Where we're kind of <laughs> like, yeah, the rest of the field is great, but this guy, this one. <laughs> Your voice kind of drops three octaves. That's the shit. So I'm glad that we both settled our gaze, our thirsty gaze on Jack this week. Um, <laughs> mine's a little bit longer. And I, again, apologize. I'm trying to kind of pull back and not write, you know, entire novellas. <laughs> but let's go. The waves crashed gently in the late morning, lazy as our intentions for the rest of the day. Jack had arrived again a day ago. The previous week, he'd had to get back to the city after just a couple of days because of a late call from the boss. Our relaxing break, thwarted by work, and not for the first time. Now we were sitting on the lip of the bathtub. Well, he was. Head bent as I tried to dress his little wound. He hissed when I wiped his hand with the antiseptic laced cloth, the little line between his eyes deepening. Oh, stop it, I said with no bite in my tone. It's just rubbing alcohol. It still stings, he grumbled. I looked down at his face and saw he was almost pouting. Really, I said, bending slightly to nudge his knee with mine and smoothing my thumb on that forehead crease. It's not my fault you're clumsy. I was trying to be nice and make you French toast, he said, eyebrows raised pointedly. Why the hell is your bread knife so sharp? (laughs) I raised my eyebrows right back at him, because it's a knife. I finished putting a plaster over his hand before raising it to my mouth for a kiss. He let me, smiling faintly when I called it a boo-boo, before nudging his head into my stomach, burrowing until I threw my head back and laughed. I combed my hands through his hair, pulling his face up, His gaze was wide open, soft at last. You're clumsy, I said, and he let me pull him up by the shoulders. He leaned in to nip the side of my neck. Mm. But at least you're hot, I said. (laughs) Good old Jack. (sighs) Jack. Little boo-boo on his hand. (laughs) Also, look at us both taking care of him in very different ways. But... Just being like, you know, you That's need nice. some help. That's it. It's we a can nice help thing. You. When you like someone, you want to do shit for them. That's exactly right. And that's what many people don't understand. Mm. I don't do that for everybody. Yeah. I cook for maybe five or six people at yeah. any given time. Yeah. And if you're not in the list, get the hell out. Same. <laughs> Jack is very much on the list. Oh, my goodness. He yeah. gets, uh, you know, you take him up from uh, the bar. And then, uh, you know, I dress his wounds. It's all good. It's golden. Shout out to everyone. It's called teamwork. Make it the dream work. Can you imagine? I'd rather not. Some scissor. I get him on the weekend. Oh, my God. Are we sister wives? Yes. I love it. Oh, God, Nicole. Ugh, all right. All right. But you know what? We have something special today. Mm, Tell me more. Um, You know, we have been getting some lovely drabbles from our listeners. Yes. And today we're going to read one of them. Oh, we are? Yes. Nice. Um, I'm excited about this one because it's so sweet. Oh, I love a sweet drabble. You know I love a sweet drabble. This is from Bashira, who has been... uh, just a fantastic live tweeter of episodes like she we see you thank you so much thank you Bashir um you're incredible and so we're gonna um we're gonna read your travel who's it about Nicole oh yeah I should say that (laughs) um (laughs) it's cool (laughs) this travel is about um 
the thick daddy. Oof. <laughs> I hate that word, but I'm also into it. Go on. Winston Duke. Listen, the man with the thighs that you can build a future on. Boy. That... <laughs> He recently put up a picture of him on a stallion, a literal stallion, um, in the water on the beach. Yeah. I saw that photo. I I um, don't know. All my friends were sharing it. Just like, yeah, I've seen it, bitch, but here it go again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, my mouth, my mouth felt dry. Like, I was like, this is ironic. Like, he's, he's, he's in quite high water on this horse. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I um, and he looks at the camera like, yeah, I know, I'm I'm wearing short shorts. Yes, I am. And you were like, you know what, Winston, Winnie, I appreciate that. I do. Shout out to him and his Ooh, thighs. And just you know, shout out to that horse that is able, like. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean you know. I know just when you said it. Like, mm, shout out to that horse. <laughs> we know that horses are strong yes. animals. <laughs> yes, okay. They are. Yes, they are. And to be carrying that mountain of a man. Uh, yeah. God yes. bless. God bless you. Shout out to domesticated animals. <laughs> we really did our job, humanity. Good job. <sighs> okay, so... By sh- <laughs> so Bysheros also yeah. saw that photo. Clearly, had some thoughts. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> One, two, four. Winston said, purposefully miscounting to cause a chipper giggle and a, no, daddy, three is next, to come from Zora as she hides behind the still sloshing washing machine. Nine ten, ready or not, here I come, he says as he pantomimes being a lumbering giant, arms outstretched and legs raising to his sides as he feigns looking for our daughter. This is my favorite part of a Sunday afternoon, watching the two of them still in their pajamas, playing hide and seek. Winston looking under the kitchen table, inside the hall closet, behind the couch as if he can't hear her unmuffled giggling. Soon he will sit on the couch with a thud, Thighs spread wide with his elbows touching his knees and his hands cupping his face to say, I just can't find Zora. Where or where could she have gone? And she will come running out to him and land in his lap to tell him her newest hiding spot. While I will smile, watching what all our love has made. Jesus. Bashira. Listen. Beautiful. A whole Sunday afternoon activity. You know we love daddies and daddies. (laughs) Oh my God. Every time. A small part of my soul dies. Every single time. But she's not wrong though, by Shara. I just, I, I love to imagine... A beautiful black man, you know, and Zora, is that for Neil Hurston? Ugh, I see it. Levels, levels yes. of blackness. <laughs> the levels of thirst, levels of blackness. It's just, it's just all here. It's a complete package. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, be like Bashira. Send us your own short and uh, affecting drabble that makes us giggle like fucking teenagers. Uh, the email address is thirstaidkit at slate.com and perhaps we'll uh, read it out on air. So please include your pronouns. Thank you very much. Thank you. And don't forget, um, Friday, we're going to put up the poll so that you can vote for which of our drabbles that you like the best. We're not going to include by Shira's because I think she would, you know, wipe the floor with us. Right. Um, and this is our show. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you thought by Shira. You thought. <laughs> so on Friday, after this episode goes out, um, let us know if you like Jack Robinson trying to get over a lost love mm. or, um, you know, some tender loving first aid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even plan that, but that's 
yeah. I appreciate your brain. <laughs> Nicole, it's never not working. I, I thank you for that. Thanks. That's going to be on our Twitter. That is at Thirst Aid Kit. And um, yeah, vote for what moves you. <laughs> but as we always say, nobody loses here. Exactly. So just come ready to thirst and really put your back into it. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Thursday Day Kit is a Slate production produced by Sher Vincent and us Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins the senior managing producer of Slate Podcast is June Thomas and the editorial director is Gabriel Roth. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit and we're Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman and Bimadu. We're also on Tumblr where you can find more detailed show notes and all kinds of wonderful little images <laughs> that are my personal favorites at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You know, you can ask questions there and we may even answer. Our guest Nicole Cliff is on Twitter at Nicole underscore Cliff. That's Cliff with an E. And you can read and send in your questions to her and her colleagues at the Care and Feeding Parenting column on Slate.com. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. And you can also send us emails. We would love to read your own drabbles as long as they're short. Please keep them short. And we might even read yours out on the show. Please include your pronouns when you send them to ThursdayKit at Slate.com. And we know we ask this every single episode, but ratings and reviews really do help us out. If you like what you hear, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us, you know, five stars. Uh, Also, a review. That never goes amiss. It helps other people find us. And also, it does this really great thing of making us look amazing. Thank you. Continue to thirst with vim and vigor, as Bim says, but do it responsibly and see you next time. Um, by the way, randomly, I have thought so much about Bill Tench eating pussy and just the <laughs> fact that I think that he wouldn't know what it was. Like, you would have to be like, this is a thing you can do. But, but then, then he'd, he'd be great at it. Great at yes. it. Yes. Like, yes. he would just like... You know what? I, how I know he'd be great at it, genuinely? The width of his shoulders. Yes. Like, just your just, legs. Yes. The legs would be... Your heels oh, yeah. would be... No, he would be in, like, oh. <laughs> into, he'd be so deep up into... Shit. <laughs>